Okay, well, I guess we can do a little bit of a trial here. So, want to speak into your mic? No, I don't want to speak into my mic. Seems like it's picking up just fine. Yeah, seems like it's fine. Okay, well, let's just test it real quick. Okay. Yeah, well, we're going through a lot of theories as to why we are now sitting and recording episode 11 again for the second time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. not again for the second time. This is only the second time in total. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it's too many times. We're good at we're good at words. <laughs> English is our first language, I'm pretty sure. We are running such a high-quality operation here that we decided that the last recording of this episode was just not up to snuff. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good story. Well, welcome to Ronin Geek Official Podcast, Episode Eleven, uh, where we're actually going to talk about the Ant Man and Wasp spoiler cast. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Halo TV series coming up here on Showtime, uh, and we're also going to talk about what we're playing. Yeah, and what we've been watching, so like games, shows, things like that. Game shows, um, the usual shtick. Games of real life and death. Shows of games. Shows of yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Remember MXC? That was a great show. What's that? Did you ever see? Did you guys have that up here? What it aired in the states on like Spike TV. What was it called? It was called uh, MXC. So it was like uh, it was like before Ninja Warrior. They had all these goofy people, and it was like old recordings from like the early '90s from Japan of people doing these crazy. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah like yeah. getting run over by boulders, like Indiana Jones style, and like going through all these crazy like uh, obstacle courses and things like that. And then they yeah. all they did is they took the the footage. They cut it, and then they just dubbed in American voices over everything that was happening. Yeah, actually, I used to always watch it over so good. Uh, oh, uh, the family that you married into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. well, I guess if we're saying the name, <laughs> that doesn't people. matter. Yeah, so, I don't know the fields. Oh, it's I used my to last to... name I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah principally. Um, and <laughs> Screw yours. that. Screw I'm worried that. about your last name, too. So yeah, that's just, why I go by Pretty. Con- it's a concerning last name. My last name? No, mine. <laughs> oh, okay, well, to some. To some? It's a possibility. Yeah. So I guess we can go ahead and kick it off with kind of what we've been playing, what we've been watching, go from there, other than MXC, because we already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But we didn't watch that. That was a while ago. Well, I did watch it. Oh, but, but it many, was a while ago. Many moons ago. Yes. No, not recently. Recently, uh, watching Darling in the Franks, which I was telling you a little bit about, Studio Trigger's newest uh, mecha anime, just recently finished. Uh, or at least recently finished their 24th episode. But, I mean, that's kind of indicative of what they do. They tend to do a 24-episode series and stop and move on to the next one. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this before and talked about the... It's not a shtick, but I guess the kind of way that they maintain the sexual tension. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's hyper-sexualized for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it, this is also the people that brought you Kill the Kill. So, I mean, it, mm. which is scantily clad characters right. fighting in hyper aggressive combat it's a great example of an anime where the female characters wear very little but are somehow eight all actually also, their armor is very strong and somehow able to protect themselves yeah and uh i will give darling in the franks uh uh this nod is that the um outfits that they wear at least are not very revealing yeah that's uh, true. given of course if you exempt the seemingly mandatory beach episode Ah, uh, yes, yeah, fan service episode. Yeah, yep. but I mean, like, even Gurren Lagann had that, yeah. uh, but I, I think actually a lot of people from Gurren Lagann are working on this project as well, so. We also, and, and these are the same people who did uh, Fooly Cooly? I believe so, yeah. so through extension, yeah, yeah some at, of least, them. at least one of them, the director or the writer or someone, Yeah, uh, and then Kill a Kill, and Gurren uh, Lagann. And a lot of uh, overtones of uh, Evangelion yeah. as well. Evangelion, yep, yep. Yeah, so. if, you're, if you're a mecha fan, you'll probably like it. Mm-hmm. It's got a good story. It does. So the way that the mechs are controlled, 
Yeah. So the female characters somehow like they prostrate themselves yeah. over a control panel of some sort. Yeah, they uh they psychically connect to the to the well, machines. Well, yeah, and then and then and then uh, through the them, character stands behind them, and these handles come up and off of the female. Yeah, all off costumes. their off their hips. Yeah, and that's that's the yeah. control panel for them. So yeah, they're very interesting. But hey, it's anime. The, so. They're essentially doing the dog the whole fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so very very special show very but it, special. if you can get past that yeah it's actually quite good i'm already past it i'm good yeah no I'm a lot of people can't it. get past stuff like that though so that and that and that's completely understandable it is ridiculous it is certainly far beyond what you'd expect in this day and age but it is at the end of the day the story is so good mm. so it's it's hard to judge it on those things sure. alone. well it is still anime so that happens, it, right? it that is happens. yeah 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 i'm willing to suspend just a little bit more belief when it comes to anime series so i'm good with that yeah they, they've at least built up the expectation excellent so that's what you've been watching uh yeah i'm playing um stellaris uh a lot of stellaris recently Oh, in games of which uh, I have died to my own creation. Effectively, Stellaris is a four-time strategy game in space, you know, exploration, building up an empire, stuff mm. like that. And I was playing with a couple of friends, and uh, I had made a species at one point, and then I didn't shut it out of the AI roulette. So the AI picked it up and started playing it, and I hadn't played it yet because I knew it was extremely overpowered. Yeah. This is great. I love and this. And then, <laughs> and then it effectively killed everybody in the game with it. Yeah. Uh, because all it did was it would spread very, very rapidly. And it's, well, you saw it at one point, often some distant often, yeah. quadrant of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it you was totally said yeah. like, oh, no problem, no problem, because it, it was it was by my friend Nate, and I was like, okay, well, Nate can try and deal with that, and good luck, yeah. buddy. Um, but what ended up happening was they took a wormhole straight into the center of my empire and war decked me. And then, <laughs> and then at that point it was like, Whoa, shit, I was not ready for yeah. uh, a breach on the interior of my empire. Man, this is the, the magic of this game. I think is that this yeah. random thing can happen and you're five and a half or six hours in at this point. Right? Yeah, we were. Yeah. We're about, yeah, we're about five and a half hours. That's in, I think. amazing. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, it, it, it's not an easy game to play in the sense that you need to be able to put time aside to play it. Yeah, yeah. That's extremely cool. Um, so, anything else? Yeah, D- Deliverance Kingdom Come, I think is the, the correct title of it. I don't remember it. what that one was. Uh, first person, kind of medieval um, game where you start off as this blacksmith's kid. And uh, the tutorial is like you running around town kind of doing errands. Yeah. And then... Uh, is this, this like third person? First, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it's got uh, a pretty in-depth uh, RPG system, but it's an open-world RPG. So there's a lot of things that happen depending on where you are and what you do. And your 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 actions in the game certainly do influence the world around you. Like when this army attacks and kind of burns down your village, kills your parents, yada, 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 uh, you get away. And as you're getting away, there's a couple of soldiers uh, that are going to effectively uh, rape one of the women in the town and you can actually slash at them and if you do and then get away you'll actually your character will say that in stories where he's talking to other npcs like oh like when i was trying to run away i got these got got those rapists off this chick yeah and is this, uh, is this like you in the video here yeah yeah that's uh yeah you're, you're playing as henry okay yeah kingdom come deliverance that's it and this is like it's probably showing like stuff that's early on in the game yep this is uh this is actually just post oh i actually haven't gone to this part yet 
That looks interesting. Yeah, well, I won't spoil but, it. But um, in combat, too... It's kind of like, uh, almost like, uh, more realistic, like, sort of French-type soldiers here. Um, Actually, it's a... I think it's English and German. Oh, okay. So it is supposed to be rooted in Well, it, it happens. it happens somehow. in Bohemia, I believe. Oh, okay. So Czech... Old, yeah, old, Czech. That's it. Be... Sorry, not English. Yeah, Czech and and and, and uh, like Austrian. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, like the, lots of like uh, and then there's um like Tartars and stuff like that as well. Okay. But uh yeah, bow combat's very difficult. Um, sword combat is like a five spoke area of attack. Mm. So like you're determining what angle you're slashing from and stuff like that. Um, and then you know shields and. Bardishas and looks pretty decent. Yeah. It, it is a fun yeah, game. Yeah, like storming a uh, like a fort. Yeah, but see, like you have, uh, it's a lot of RPG stuff. Like you have yeah, a lot is. of a lot of equipment and this skills. Is a full on menu here. If you like Skyrim, The Witcher, stuff like that, this is definitely a game for you. Okay. Any mythical stuff? Uh, um, dragons, undead. No, not really. This is pretty based in in uh, history, mm-hmm. and I thought that that would take away from it, but it actually lets them focus in on a lot of the core stuff of that time period. They actually yeah. do a very good job, and there, there's so much stuff that you can influence. Yeah, it would make sense that some things would show up then, because back in those days, things like rape were, it was a weapon of war, right? So it was actually used against yes towns and villages and kingdoms right is, is yeah. a way to control right so it makes sense for those themes to show up here so, yeah, yeah it, they, it, to keep it realistic it's dark it's different yeah you can you can actually yeah like here you can pick off the bodies of the dead mm-hmm. but you can get through the do people um, react to that are they like well they can oh do they yeah yeah, yeah. so because yeah. i know in skyrim they're just like ew don't touch that yeah yeah no um they're it's it's a fun game but cool. it is dark very cool this, this thing is all over the place there's like pizza they're dating what is this I have no idea. Oh, Amazon. Wait. Seriously, it's free. What do you think will happen if we click on it? It's called Honey. It's called Honey? Yeah. Number one coupon app? Oh, shit. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Get you that, Honey. This is now the Ronin Geek official coupon podcast. Oh, God. Hell yeah, man. That's More not... deliverance for you. Ooh, Ooh, stabby, stabby. Okay, yeah. yeah, what I've been playing, I've been playing more uh, Night in the Woods. So that was the walking simulator on the Switch uh, that right. came out on, I think, virtually everything before the Switch. But now it's on the Switch, and I'm actually enjoying it. So really good game. Again, this is the one with the anthropomorphic animals, walking simulator, lots yeah. of story, lots of talking. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, I was playing an RPG on the Switch called uh, Earthlock. And then I made it hmm. to the point, I think my character's like level 14, 15. This is more traditional JRPG style. So yeah. overworld, dungeons, towns, things like that. Uh, a little bit of uh, sort of crafting and powering up going on in it. It's very light. I, it's okay. I found out, though, and this kind of ruined the game for me. This is why you have to be careful when you're looking at games and stuff online. You have to really look for details like this. I found out in the game you only go up to level 20. Okay. So, and my characters are already like level 14, 15, 16, and I'm yeah. not even that powerful. So, and I like RPGs where you can grind and get OP because you're grinding and putting the time in. Oh, you're like, and this the, is not that kind of RPG. You can do it in this one. You can do it in Deliverance. Yeah, in Deliverance, yeah. yeah. So, and, and I prefer to do that in RPGs because that's what is fun about that genre to me mm-hmm. is that I can take the time to do that, but uh, probably not going to play too much more of it. So, because of that. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but, kind I mean, of a bummer. It, it, so, it is what it is, though. Yeah, and I think because of that, it was overpriced because realistically, it's maybe like a 20, 25-hour game. So, and it mm-hmm. was also $40. So, yeah. I feel like I overpaid for that. Uh, it didn't get amazing reviews, but they were all like 6.5 to 7.5, somewhere in there, and everyone said it's an extremely competent JRPG. What? So, I thought, give it a shot. and Probably won't do that again. Well, I mean, so. a, lot of, a lot of people play for their 
story. Yeah. Um, and then if you're also playing for some of the mechanics, you might get the short mm-hmm. stick at, from time to time. Yeah. So, and then because I was really sort of upset with that, I re-downloaded Final Fantasy VII on my phone. And I've been, <laughs> I've been playing a save that I had going on that from a while ago. You know so. what you should get on your phone? What? Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Is that the card-based Knight, one? Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. No, like the old... Oh, the old, old ones. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. So yeah, they're I, I on did, your phone. I played the crap out of those when they first came out. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah fact, I, I got them on my tablet. I still own them. Yeah, yeah, I still own an well, Xbox I've got with them, both of them. I've got it's funny. I've got them on Xbox, obviously, but I haven't been playing my Xbox. For, I don't even know right. where it is, but I have them on my tablet mm-hmm. uh, slash phone, like anything where my Google account. Yeah, um, and then also I have them on my PC for okay. Steam because okay. Steam also has Steam Workshop now in it. So yeah. you, there's a bunch of people doing mods for it. Very cool. So, um, well, I say doing mods. What kind of, what kind of mods done. are people doing? Uh, like reskins, stuff like okay. that, texture packs. Yeah, updating and otherwise looking better and adding more stuff. In yeah, I mean, it's an stuff. old game on an old engine at this point. So That's cool. Uh, I started Luke Cage. I'm only a few episodes in. We talked about that on the first Iteration. round of recording here. We're not going to mention it again now because I'm just going to finish watching the series and we'll do a whole yeah. spoiler cast of Luke Cage Season 2 and right. kind of all the tie-ins to the larger Marvel Universe, both on Netflix and otherwise. So we'll do mm-hmm. that probably in the next episode. Yeah, tennis is great. We still have to play a game of tennis at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. get fired up today. You need to see A Night in the Woods before you go. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah, it's chill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do need that, to jump in That Halo. is good. We need to jump feet first in the Halo, and for that... We have notes. We do have notes. Um, we do we do homework. Well, Alex does more homework than me, I will admit. I did a bit of homework on this. So I was very interested because Showtime has picked up a new Halo series, so they've greenlit it. So this isn't something that's possibly in development. This is definitely in development yeah. uh, as of 2019. So President and CEO of Showtime, uh, David Nevins, uh, says it will be their most ambitious production ever. Uh, and will go into production in 2019 and will be a 10-episode season. So a la... Game of Thrones, for instance, so longer episodes, I'm guessing. So we're probably not going to see it until, like, 2020. Yeah, 2020 is going to be the earliest. Uh, there was a lot of shows, though, and it should be mentioned, because not not a lot of people may know, especially if you're not from the States, all of the things that uh, actually Showtime has done. So I do have it pulled up here, so we can just kind of go over some shows that they've done. Um, so, yeah, they've done... Let's see. Let's go back to the beginning because there was so many, so many. There was quite a few. Yeah, yeah. the affairs, the kind of the most recent, extremely popular one that's got Dominic West in it. Very good show. The billions, Shameless. So a lot of people, big fans of Shameless. Homeland. Actually, I didn't even realize Homeland was yeah, done by them. Yeah, Homeland too. is from them. Uh, Ray Donovan, Dexter, Dexter Smilf, yeah. which is a more recent one. Um, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yes, both the old and the new. Uh, what else? Penny Penny Dreadful, Californication. uh, Oh, wait, did I see... Weeds. What did I see back there? What's that? Go back. Uh, Oh, never mind. No, I just saw something. And then... So much Masters of Sex, House of Lies, The Borgias, The Tudors. Did we say Weeds? Weeds, yeah. 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 The All Word, Queer as Folk. Anyway, they have done an absolute ton of shows. So the good news is uh, they have had their hands in production for a very long time. And, And a good portion of them are enjoyable those are those are some of the greatest shows out there weeds was amazing i don't, I don't know about the greatest shows out there but so did, did you ever see weeds yeah awesome show yeah, weeds is good love good so very very good television uh oh and also um shameless that's like yes. one of the best shows on tv i gotta right watch now. more of that yeah super I, 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 good series i'm most of the way i think 
or at least partway through the uh, first season. Yeah, I think that about has some of the best writing I've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, on television of any kind. Really, really good show, and a lot of people enjoy that one. Okay, so what we have today is a little bit different, but we've got the history of Halo uh, TV and movie production to kind of go through here. And yeah. I know it's the second time we've done it, and this is so exciting. <laughs> but we're going to plug through it again, because you know what? I believe in our mission. Yeah. I, and I believe on seeing this thing through until the end, no matter how many times our dual mic setup totally screws us. So... Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, struggling with technology. It it's uh, the everyday struggles of anyone trying to do a podcast, I guess. So we're learning as we go along. Actually, I feel like we haven't learned much. I'm not learning too much. No, no. Yeah, no, no. yeah. I, if anything, I have more questions now than I've ever had. Yes. Yeah, but I have fewer questions about Halo because I'll tell you why. There has been many years of TV series that have not gone great. <laughs> uh, one-off little movies and CG movies that have not gone great. Uh, the first of which, though, we'll talk about a good one. We'll talk about a good one. Uh, Halo 4, Forward Unto Dawn, 2012 film about the invasion of Cernicus 4 training facility following the story of cadets in the United Nations Space Command, a.k.a. UNSC, during the invasion of the Covenant. They are saved by Spartan John 117, so Master Chief does make an appearance in there. Yep. Uh, and I thought this was a thoroughly enjoyable film and had great tension. Live, It was live-action film as well. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, for what it was, it was good. Um, I have no complaints about that. I mean, Halo people always seem to be getting the shafts, so something that has some decent um, narrative mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's pretty good. Yeah, they spent some time on the characters before the invasion. Yeah. So there's, I think it was probably 35 or 40 minutes of that film before they even get to the invasion. So uh, you're kind of invested in the characters by that point. They did a really good job of it. I, I did feel like some of the cast was a bit young. Oh, yeah. Um, like that the, they should have maybe... Uh, had a couple of people who are more like adult figures aside from just Master Chief. True. Um, but, you know, minor minor complaint. And that's a complaint that I have with a lot of shows. Yeah. Yeah. They're casting too young? Uh, yeah, because there was certain times where I'm like, why are they miscasting these roles? Hmm. Like, that's how I see it. If they you have people who are supposed to be tenured officers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, they probably shouldn't look like they're fresh to the academy. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, th- I think the one thing they're probably limited by, too, is budget. Yeah, but yeah. you can get cheap adults. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's talent out there. So, you now you're speaking it. specifically about some of the cadets, and yeah, some of the cadets seem like they're... Well, no, the cadets are fine. 12, 13, 14. But there's a couple right of yet. officers yeah. that appear, and, okay. they're, and they're young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, like, way too young. How are you an officer? Yeah, exactly. You know, how is it possible, possible that you've been in this for so long yeah. that you're now an officer? So. so No, I can totally see that. Uh, so that was a good one. So one that happened right after that, though, which strangely has Ridley Scott's name attached to it, was the Halo Nightfall series. Uh, so starring Mike Coulter. So starring Luke Cage. Yeah. yeah. Luke Cage. It only lasted one season. It aired on XBL. So if you had Xbox Live somewhere circa 2013, 2014, you would have seen this heavily advertised. That's where I saw it because yeah. I had Xbox Live at the time. Uh, so it was... Um, See, it was CG. Uh, it was the first thing I mentioned in, in my own little review here. It looked rough for the day. It was bad. It was so bad. Um, in fact, if you go and look it up on YouTube right now, you'll you'll find all kinds of videos. One of them, though, that had the most views was a clip of the series where it's Mike Coulter chasing an elite through what looks like a shopping mall. And the CG was so unbelievable in terms of bad. how bad it was. Yeah. yeah not, not how unbelievably great it was. Uh, it was actually quite jarring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it definitely took you out of what you were watching. And that was 2013. So this is already, what did I say, four years after Avatar came out, mm-hmm. right? So which is still, to this day, 
one of the highest quality CG films out there. Yeah, I think that that's a hard point to argue against. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Very, very rough. So that was Halo Nightfall. Obviously they did not do another one of those, and somehow Ridley Scott did not pay them to detach his name <laughs> from that from that go. Uh, so pretty rough. Uh Halo Legends uh was a twenty fourteen compilation of animated shorts from various directors, including anime directors, and I remember this being very, very good. And yes. not just focusing on Master Chief's story. This was good. Uh, it had a variety of different Spartans take the field. Um, there were some pretty good storylines. One or two of them I don't think I really cared for, but uh, as a bulk, I think it was all pretty good. Mm-hmm. And before we had kind of mentioned, there was one Spartan in particular that made an appearance that was also in the fiction. Kelly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And it was the sniper. I think she was blue. Blue one? Uh, yeah, I don't recall yeah. exactly. The one thing I like with this, though, it's uh, very reminiscent of uh, the Animatrix. Oh yeah, which was which was really good yeah. and it was done Actually, in similar fashion. Yeah, that fashion. kicked it all off because that kicked off this sort of anthology anime like, film yeah, anime. movies. Yeah, because yeah, they did that. They did this with Halo, and then they also did the one with Batman, which is very good too. Yeah, I don't remember the Animatrix ever making it to theaters though, which was unfortunate because I think I would have gone it to would see been that. Really good. Yeah. yeah. So anthology film, very good. So next up, we got Halo: colon, The Fall of Reach, which is a 2015 CG film. It ran about an hour long and contained some of the worst animation. I'm sorry, contained some of the worst animation of its day. Did you put instead the colon as like a pun? Uh, I don't remember. Because <laughs> this place, this thing takes place in the colon. I use colons like. very freely, as you know. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really mitigate the use of colons. I use them kind of all over the place. I think Sometimes most people I like use to read their them colon. Out, so. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it was just like <laughs> defining what it was. So it was a colon indicating that the definition of the film was soon to follow. But yes. you know what? I can't even imagine what I wrote because that was days ago. <laughs> I, don't, so. I don't have that attention span. Move yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving along. So pretty rough. Halo Fall Reach. I would not recommend wasting your time on that. Looked like a cutscene from 2004 from a better video game. Yeah. And then Halo Feature Film, uh, which is now dead in the water. So multiple names have been connected to this over the years. It's worth mentioning. So at various points over the last decade, Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame has been attached to it. Could Lord have been good. And the Hobbit. Could have been good. Neil Blomkamp. From, would have been good. Yep. Would so, have been good. <laughs> and then it would have been good, yeah. Yeah. So obviously Neil Blomkamp is the creative director. Uh, District 9, uh, Elysium, Chappie. Yeah, yep. yep, mentioned that last time. So Alex Garland, uh, who is doing the X, he did rather, the X Machina script, and I think he directed it too. Mm-hmm. And he's doing various other things. Uh, D.B. Weiss, for, so from Game of Thrones. So he's the Game of Thrones showrunner. Yeah, he could have done that justice, I think. Yep. So, and then uh, how it never got fully made is, I, I kind of blame it on Microsoft for just not having their shit together. Because that's a massive property they could have made some serious money on. But instead, well, it's like they took this money that they could have poured into it and instead put it into uh, Halo Fall of Reach which was garbage and Halo Nightfall which was garbage. Yeah, I think that this is the remember that this is a time period where we this is pre Game of Thrones. Mm. So like and and pre the Marvel success story, right? So at this point in the film industry, a lot of people don't didn't realize the potential mm-hmm. um of the uh game comic book story kind of medium and what they could do with it. Yeah, that's true, because that, I mean, it wouldn't have been unlocked by this point, or at least they would have had a couple of the films, but, because, yeah, by 2014, 2015 was Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah, so they would have they would have already seen the beginning of the MCU kind of coming together. They would have already seen that, but 
But no, but Man. I mean, like, the movie was announced originally, like, way before Oh, that. you're right. Yeah, like, yeah, 2008. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. It was, it was a huge blunder on their part because they could have, uh, if they had done it properly, yeah. they could have been the first big breakout. Yeah. The Halo-verse? Yeah. I think it could have done really well. That's a shame, man. Yeah. Who could they have gotten to play Master Chief? Uh, the guy who plays Master Chief right now and then just never taken off the helmet. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hugh Jackman? No, Hugh Jackman does not play Master Chief right now. Oh, he's now. not? <laughs> no, it's, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He looks like Duke Nukem. Chris Hemsworth? No. No, he's not an, he's not, <laughs> not like a, a well-known actor. He's a voice actor. Look, I'm just trying to make them I know, not I getting know. these guys early on. But they could have, yeah. They could have. Yeah, they, they could have. Chris. But I think they, sh- they should have never have taken off the helmet, though. Yeah. Well, I think they. In, the, in what, the movie. Isn't that what they're teasing in the new game, too, in Halo 6? Why? Why? Because I I really Why? want to see what a generic white man looks like. He could have a very strong jawline. Whatever. Very strong jawline. Strong. You know what, man? Nose. If people want to ruin their own franchise, they're welcome to. <laughs> the whole point of doing the never see the face of the protagonist is that players can then project themselves. Maybe on it's it. so he can emote love for his job. Easy. Easier. I kill people. Yeah. I love my job. Yeah. Who's he? That he seems to really fucking... relish in doing Master Chief things. <laughs> All I can think of whenever like somebody enjoys killing people is that Rick and Morty episode with, uh, what was it, Grumpopulous Michael? Yeah. It's like, oh, here I go killing again. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. That is a guy who loves his job. <laughs> that would have been the tagline for the movie if it had been made. Yeah. Well, here I go killing again. It's not Duke Nukem. Yeah. That would have been a Duke Nukem tagline. <laughs> Uh, so we'll get into Ant-Man and the Wasp here. So that's it for Halo. Not much more to say. Just look out for that. Uh, I'm sure we'll see some set oh, really quick, or concept we, art or something. Before we jump into this, actually, yeah. I want to mention, because uh, we actually just saw this yeah. uh, movie. And uh, on the movie was a, was it just like a, a short screenshot of uh, upcoming uh, Spawn? Yeah, yeah. They didn't yeah. really show a trailer or anything. but yeah. No, yeah, but they, they mentioned it. Yeah, and uh, who's attached yeah. to it? Jamie Foxx. I think he's playing Spawn, yeah. Yeah, is attached to it, which is wild. There's some other uh, names, too. The guy, who, I can't remember his name, plays Hawkeye. Mm. Jamie Renner. Yeah. Yeah. He's in it? I think so. Yeah. Does he play anyone in particular? Probably just cop guy. I think he, plays the, I think he plays, I think he plays the uh, chief. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So the last great Spawn movie that came out was, would you say it was the one with Michael Jai White? So the 1997? It's been Spawn. so long. It's yeah. been so long. I think that was the one. Yeah, so, and it had kind of, um... It was the first the one. It was the What's first the, one. The, the dude, the gray dude, he's big and long and has the horns. What's his name? The clown turns into him. Anyway. Yeah. So it was all claymation. <laughs> or, or at least very early CG. I'd have to actually early go back CG. and watch it, because I remember it being kind oh. of hokey looking even first. Oh, time. yeah, it was not... Yeah, mind yeah. you, it was not fantastic. But, but was... John Leguizamo played the clown. Yeah. Yeah, which is nuts to think about. Yeah. Huh. It's wild. Michael Jai White, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Black Dynamite is amazing. I haven't seen it. That's the best movie he's ever done, hands down. Black Dynamite? Black Dynamite. Check it's it out. It's amazing. It's like, uh, it's like paying homage to like, black exploitation films from like the 60s and 70s. Okay. Super good. You gotta see it. Okay. So, I think you'd love it. Uh, so getting into Ant-Man and the Wasp spoiler cast. So sound the, sound the alarm. Wee wee. Yeah. We gotta get a better alarm, like a, a button or something we can press. Well, I feel like though that would at least express that something is about to happen, just not something is happening. Huge, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should get like the Star Wars klaxons or the 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 Death Star alarm. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. God damn it, the Death Star alarm. <laughs> 
So uh, we'll jump right into it, and there's going to be some spoilers, people. So if you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp yet, I'm guessing you don't plan to. So no, I'm, I'm kidding. Jump off if you still want to see it and you don't want anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's it's a it's a good movie. It yeah, solid. it's making some money, not a ton of money, but it's making well, slightly I mean, the first more one was not than the good. first one. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, a lot of people probably had a trepidations about the second one. It kind of sort of dropped seventy five percent in the second weekend. A lot of movies have been doing that recently, yeah. though. Yeah. What was the last one we just did? Jurassic World two. Yeah, that dropped seventy percent. This dropped seventy five percent, which is now a record for these big budget films. However, the good news is worldwide, it's already made its money back and then some, so they're fine. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter if they make their money back at least and yeah. then and then some, because yeah. if they do that, and then when they go to shelf mm-hmm. um, slash Netflix, they'll make even more money. Yeah. So that's uh, that's enough to usually warrant yeah. another movie. And it was so off the beaten path with the directions the MCU's been headed in because this really didn't give you any tidbits about what's going on with the Avengers, for instance, because obviously Black Panther's still fresh in our minds, the yeah. Avengers uh, that just happened. So what was it? Sorry. Dust on the Wind? Yeah, that. <laughs> so yeah. And, oh, what, what was the last Avengers called? Infinity War. God damn. It's a rough day, man. Yeah. That's anyway, okay. so they don't really leave a lot of breadcrumbs for what happens in Infinity War, except until <laughs> one particular scene, which we'll mention. Yeah. Um, so the movie begins with a scene of Hank Pym telling Hope Van Dyne, that he may have found a way to save her mother slash his wife, Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. That's where they kick it off. Yeah. So later on in the movie, and and I'll kind of mention it when we get to it, I think there's a better scene that could have served as the pre-sort of credit scene. So the pre-opening credit sequence. Because this was like pre-opening credits, and then they get into the whole Marvel thing, and then it sets in on Scott Lang. But there was another scene I'll mention later that I think would have been better as this scene. I don't even remember. You must say it now. Yeah, okay. The When they give the background of Ghost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gave a star, yeah. yeah. So they, they should have just done that scene first, her background. What was the what was the actual opening again? So the actual opening was, was Hank Pym, Pym and Hope and, Van Dyne talking yeah. about he's like, Oh, I've right, uncovered right, some right. technology I was working on that we yeah. can go and save Janet with, right? So yeah, obviously I, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So anyway, so weak opening scene, however, it jumps right into uh, Scott Lang, who's nearing the end of his two year house arrest following the events of Captain America Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Paul Rudd does a great, good job of depicting this character in yeah. in in essentially house arrest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they could have actually found anyone else to do it better. To be quite honest, he's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does play Ant Man well because he's not super serious, um, but he is serious enough when it matters. Yeah, and there are there are a couple serious moments in the movie where that comes into play. Yeah, the FBI guys come and visit sometimes. So yeah, just that, sure that's kind of a running gag, right? Yeah, yeah, to kind it tur- of check it turns in. It starts from like serious. We're up in your house because yeah. your foot went through the fence. Yeah, to uh, this kind of jokey. Yeah, it's just a sequence of them him. of them trying to catch him leaving his house. Right, right, yeah. right. Which obviously he does at some point because there has to be a movie. That so, would have been entertaining if they found a way to do that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Been. So Lang doesn't live with his ex Maggie, so that's Cassie's mom. But they seem to be on good terms, as is the new husband to Maggie, Jim. Uh, who's played by Bobby Cannavale. He was in the first one as well, in the first Ant-Man. Yep. So uh, lot, lots of hugs going on between them. They seem like they're in... Yeah, he's like a really emotional kind of yeah, yeah. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so interesting relationship there. So Scott Lang goes through his routines, uh, gets a visit from the FBI agents, including Agent Jimmy Woo, who's played by Randall Park. So he did an <laughs> yeah. awesome job. He just, Yeah, he did a phenomenal so job. Uh, he does an awesome job all the time, though. I love Randall Park. Yeah, Everything yeah. Everything he's in. 
What else? Well, I'm trying to remember exactly what else he's in because I know I've seen him in he a lot of He was just in uh, Wet Hot American Summer, uh, First Day of Camp. Right. And he was really good in that, too. Okay, yeah, yeah I didn't love see it, that. Love it. And then he did, um, sorry, he was in like a television series, like a comedy series, and I can't remember what the name was offhand. Something about an immigrant family. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I know. I know. I've seen him in other. He's stuff, done a though. lot of stuff. He's always pretty funny. Uh, at this point, we basically uh, catch up with uh, Luis, pl- played by Michael Pena, who did a great job. Dave, played by Ti, and their friend Kurt, uh, yep. played by David Delsmackin, as they struggle to keep their security business afloat. So they are <laughs> yeah. still quite funny and provide some laughs. But yeah, their business doesn't seem to be uh, doing very well. Well, their their business is XCons doing security, and the <laughs> and the business is called quite literally XCon. Yeah, yeah. Which for a second I misread as XCOM, and I was like, oh shit. Well, the aliens did invade. This is this the yeah. ground floor of XCOM? No, it's not. It's definitely XCons. Yeah. So pretty funny there. They still really play off each other. Ti's still good, so I know he hasn't done a whole lot recently, but mm-hmm. he's still entertaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Scott, at this point, uh, they show him having a dream in which he is seeing Janet Van Dyne playing hide-and-seek with a young Hope Van Dyne. I don't know if they specified at that point, but it's pretty clear that it's, it's probably obvious, yeah. a young Hope Van Dyne. So he decides to, and then immediately regrets doing, uh, he contacts Hank Pym, not in the dream, but out of the dream, about the strange dream. And then he's drugged and kidnapped by Hope Van Dyne and Hank Pym <laughs> because they believe this was Janet trying to communicate to them from the quantum realm. Yes. So, and then we should probably mention she's been trapped there for 30 years. Yes. No food. Somehow, no somehow surviving. Yeah. I think they, they do kind of, they kind of hand wave explain it as uh, she's living off of the quantum energy mm-hmm. down there. Well, she mentions that she has evolved somehow. Yeah. When they find her eventually. So does that mean she has become. I think that yeah, there's more to it. I think she actually becomes a character. I don't remember what. I do I do like how they had the uh what are they the tardigrade things at one point. Oh yeah, the little the water microscopic bears. water bears. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, so scary. They're hilarious. Yeah. So they were about to be attacked by them when they were in the quantum realm. Yeah. So anyway, uh they end up kidnapping him because they believe because she's trying to communicate to him from the quantum realm where she's been trapped for 30 years. Sorry, I just got distracted by this computer here. For some reason, yeah, I went to sleep. We're good. <laughs> so, but what's happened was 30 years ago, she and the original, she was the original Wasp, Jenna Van Dyne. Yes. Hank Pym was the original Ant-Man. Yes. And they were disarming a Russian nuke that was on track to blow something up, pr- presumably the U.S. I thought, like, it wasn't like Cuban Missile Crisis or something like that. Might have been, yeah. Yeah. But to actually get into the nuke, uh, she actually had to go... Between the seams. Yeah, between... Yeah, yeah so she had to go into... Um, I guess like quantum sized. Yeah. So, so what she did, she turned off the regulator and she shrunk down. And as she was shrinking down, she uncoupled a bunch of the stuff, like a bunch of the um, yeah things. I don't know why she didn't just count to count to like ten minutes and then just reverse it. I think there was there was an explanation yeah, at some must, point. Did they show that like her regulator was broken then? No, because she disables it. Because that's the one thing she hits the regulator yeah. and turns it off. Yeah. And then she shrinks, but she never. They, they never explain why she doesn't really come back. They say they just say, "Oh, there's no coming back from it," because. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird because yeah. Scott Lang did come back. Or no, wait, yeah, he did. Don't, but... don't they have to? Don't they have to trigger something to bring someone back once they're in the quantum realm? Because later on in the film, he's trying to return, and then something happens that we'll get to, and he's unable to return, because they were counting down. It was from like the a, it was like a signal. Yeah. Well, no, but for him, he couldn't return because it wasn't the lab was shrunk. Okay. Yeah. So or maybe she couldn't return because she didn't know where to go because they were talking about coordinates 
in the yeah. quantum realm and out of the quantum realm here. So yeah, at various true. points in the movie. So it could have been that she didn't have the correct coordinates to, to return to. I don't know, 30 years, I would have just said, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> then you end up like somewhere deep inside the earth. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's that, life. That, <laughs> that is life. That is absolutely life. Yeah, that some, is so sometimes you decide you want to shrink yourself and then you're in the earth. Yeah, sometimes that just happens. I mean, it's convenient. There's no need for burial. It is convenient. You are already buried. That is a cheap burial for sure. Yeah. So Hope and Hank take Scott to pick up a part that they need for their quantum realm machine from a weapons dealer named Sonny Birch, played by uh, (laughs) Walton. I wrote Walter. It's actually Walton Goggins. Yeah, that guy. I love that actor. He's from Justified. Yeah. And what else has he been in? Oh, so many things. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of a character actor. He's a great guy. Uh, I, I've liked him in everything I've seen him in. Yeah, he is interesting. Mm-hmm. You'll know him as soon as you see him. Yeah. So anyway, that doesn't yeah. go well. No, he, it doesn't. Yeah, he ends up trying to get the part and the money. Uh, yeah, well, he wants to, because he realizes that who Hope is, because she's doing the deal with him, and she's been doing it under a um, assumed name. He finds out that's actually and she he knows who her father is so he wants to kind of get into the business with them and so he tries to strong arm them by not giving them the device they want unless they go into business with them and oh then, that's right and then when yeah. she tries to walk away he also keeps the money yeah because they know they're working on the quantum technology yeah and they want in so and that's uh and then she comes back as that's where we first see her as the wasp yep, yep. she comes back as the wasp she comes in she's kicking ass but then someone else enters the scene as well so Ghost. ghost yeah yep. first time we see ghost aka ava star played by actress hannah john common uh mm-hmm. so she steals the part and uh hank pym's shrunk down lab so at this point they have the shrunk down version of the lab in their possession so now this actress i had to look her up because i didn't know too much about her so she actually has ties to the world of gaming believe it or not oh yeah yeah so she did voice work for dark souls the original dark souls and was also in an episode of black mirror called playtest Oh, yeah. who did she play in Dark Souls? I'm not sure. I was sure. wondering if that's where, because I, because I, yeah, that's that's funny. I'm a huge Dark Souls player, yeah. so I was like, her voice does sound familiar, but she, I couldn't play. She it. has a real English accent, so whatever mm-hmm. female English character in there. I'm wondering if it might be the Firekeeper. Maybe. <sighs> yeah. Maybe not. So, and then she was also in an episode of Black Mirror called Playtest. Oh no, she might have been Gwen. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Next, Hope and Scott actually team up to get their money back from Birch and his cronies. I believe they do get the money back here. I don't think, they, at this point, they don't get the lab or the part. So those both go with Ghost, but I think they get their money back. Yeah, so to clarify that too, yeah, their uh, lab is a is a building that shrinks. Yeah, yeah. So it is uh, stolen from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, actually, if you want to see it, I believe they do it in one of the trailers. Pretty yeah. sure he shrinks it in one of the trailers, so you yeah, can take yeah. a look. But it's it's a running thing in this. Everyone's after the lab, mm-hmm. but the lab is literally just a briefcase they roll around. So yeah, pretty goofy. So back at Ghost's hideout, it's revealed that she's suffering, and they don't go into detail yet, but she's suffering from some sort of time or quantum based affliction, and she must sleep in some sort of stasis chamber to reduce her symptoms. Mm-hmm. So kind of weird. So she's kind of in and out, sort of fading through physical matter and things like that so yeah she's not uh she's not stable yeah so looking very unstable uh hank hope and scott go to find uh bill foster who's played by larry fishburne who worked with hank pym at shield before they had a disagreement over pym's handling of detractors and it's kind of revealed here and and i thought this was an interesting part so apparently hank pym is a complete asshole who would get people fired and then get them blackballed from other scientific fields yes after doing so 
Yeah, so, which is which is actually kind of the crux of that whole side of this film. If the, he never did that, Ghost wouldn't be a thing. Right. Right. So yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because they tie it all together. Yeah, because that's uh, that's what it that is. Ghost Ghost Father yeah. is yeah. Uh, the one who was working on quantum stuff, and they they essentially eject him from Shield. He gets screwed, and then he goes off the grid to do the experimentation mm. anyway. Yeah. And doesn't have the proper safety in place as as any mad scientist. And of course, then the there's an explosion yeah. uh, at the this faulty quantum device, and a pretty violent was, explosion that the child's Ava Star somehow survives. Presumably I think probably because, because she she, she becomes yeah. antimatter or whatever. Yeah. yeah, she becomes a yeah. She becomes, herb, she becomes immaterial. Immaterial. Yeah. yeah. So that happens, and then obviously this is kind of leading into the fact that there's a big reveal that happens here. So Scott, uh, Hank, and Hope try to break into Ghost Lab to try and get their stuff back. So they try to get the lab back and the part, yep. and then they're quickly set upon by Ghost who captures them. Uh, big reveal here, and it was kind of obvious, but uh, yeah. ob- obviously, yeah, Foster uh, was his name. Hank Foster? No. Yeah. No. Um, Sorry. B- William Foster? <laughs> Bill Foster? No. Bill Foster? I don't know. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Larry Mor- Mor- Fishburne, maybe. So, so Morpheus comes back. Morpheus. <laughs> Morpheus comes back. Actually, I wrote this in here. This was an interesting thing. So. Uh, Larry Fishburne, side to side here. Larry Fishburne. Uh, yeah. Larry Fishburne is is also in the current DC universe uh, as Daily Planet editor Perry White, and he's a yes. living character, so he could show up again. So he's kind of yeah. acting in both the DCU and MCU at the same time. Yeah. So very cool there. So other actors who have appeared in both universes include uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton. So Michelle Pfeiffer obviously plays Janet Van Dyne in this movie. Yep. Uh, and then Michael Keaton played uh, Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. The Vulture, in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So kind of a cool thing. So those are all the tie-ins from DCU. I couldn't think of anyone else unless you can. Sorry, who's he playing DC? So uh, Michael Keaton, he plays uh, oh, Adrian yeah, yeah. Toomes, a.k.a. The Vulture, in Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. Where they're capturing all the alien tech. And then he what, what, to... what is he playing DC, though? Uh, he was Batman. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Batman. Batman. Arena, sorry, I'm thinking uh, like I'm thinking like the current running um, extended. Oh, I'm universes. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no, okay, no. Yeah, Keaton as Bat. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Interesting though that two of the people from the original uh, DCU, but being Batman and one and two, Batman Returns specifically, yeah, uh, actually are now in MCU. So kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. They're predisposed to these roles and they do a very good job. Keaton's only allowed to play bird characters now, though. That's He's been only allowed to play bird characters. That's yeah, it. we have established that. So I saw Birdman, by the way. Well, yeah, right. Good movie, good. by the way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he played a, a, a bat man, a bird man, and a vulture man. Yeah. yeah, all flying creatures of some sort. Well, it was just like it was vulture and Birdman were like back to back. Yeah. So it was yeah, just that's like, true. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the founder? Not yet. So kind of an offshoot, but it's he plays Ray Kroc, so the actual person who franchised McDonald's to begin with and made it this big, <laughs> massive thing. Super good movie. You gotta yeah. see it. All right, I'll check really it out. good film. So Larry Fishburne, he shows up. Obviously, bad guy. Uh, <laughs> we're just gonna call him Foster from here on out because I already forgot what his first name it's was. Morpheus. Yeah, it's it's Mor- Morpheus. Morpheus Foster. Everyone knows who he is. So Morpheus Foster shows up. Uh, turns out he's not, he's not bad, but he's definitely in league with Ghost. Right, yeah. because what their goal is is to get Janet Van Dyne, who they believe somehow holds the key to fixing Ava. Actually, it, it's it's interesting to see him playing this role because he's kind of cast as the bad guy, but every time he talks, you start to quickly realize that he's not. 
he's trying to help Ghost. Right. And like right. even Ghost is like, oh well, you know, hey, uh, Ant Man's got a family. Mm-hmm. We could go after them to try and get them to cooperate. Like you know, classic. Yeah, he's classic not about comic. that life. Yeah, no, he's like, if you do that, he's like, I'm not helping you. Yeah, yeah, he draws, he draws a clear line. Yeah, yeah, he's like, we're we're not doing anything to people's families. Mm. He's like, we'll find another way, or you'll find somebody else. Yeah, so it's interesting that he wasn't explicitly an evil character. No, um, no, he's not. I don't think he is at all. No. I don't even think Ghost is because no, they're, no, they're, they're no. motivated because she is quite literally dying in yeah. like a week or two, and she's constantly in pain. They yeah. addressed it a couple times in there where. The nature of her immaterial state is such that her cell, her cellular structures are constantly being ripped apart and reconstructed. Yeah. Just constantly over and over and over. And that's extremely painful to her. Yeah. So they do a good job of explaining that, like, yeah, it's it's ultimately her actions she finds completely necessary. And you do uh, sympathize with those actions. Yeah. So they do a good job of that. So Larry Fishburne, everybody. Morpheus, <laughs> Morpheus Foster. <laughs> so uh, after some cajole... Oh, sorry. We, we forgot the scene where they first meet up with Foster. And it's kind of shown that... He doesn't like Hank Pym, but we got to that. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, so and <laughs> Man and him get along well. Yeah, the group manages to escape with their lab, and secretly they set up in uh, Mirror Woods, north of San Francisco, a place yep. I actually got to visit recently. This yep. is where the Redwoods are, uh, mm-hmm. just north of San Francisco, and they are making progress in finding Janet. But Scott blows their cover by telling Luis uh, where they where he can find them. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they want to like. The truth serum. Yeah, thing. yeah, they yeah. Want to, yeah. So, and then there's this whole truth serum scene where Sonny Birch and his gang show up, and they find Luis first, and they use the truth serum on him to get him to tell where Scott Lang in the lab are, which was hilarious because he's Cause talker. It's not, a, and it's also not a truth serum. Yeah. And they actually they they do that whole skit about the uh, truth serum is not actually a truth serum. That's not actually a thing. Yeah. It just makes people more pliable. Yeah. And then of course, if you make him more pliable, he does not shut up. Right. Right. Yeah. So he. T- ends up telling them a whole bunch of nonsense before yeah. actually getting to the which point. I love this scene because yeah. he's doing all the characters' voices. As yeah, well so all as the act- flashbacks. Yeah, so the actors are so doing are doing the acting, but it's all his voice. Yeah, whenever they talk and stuff like that, it's really Michael good. Pena is so funny. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, he was the best part of Chips. Did you ever see Chips? Yeah, the yeah. remake. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. Um, so anyway, they're they're escaped. Uh, they get to Louis. They find out. So Sonny Birch, instead of going there himself to the lab. Right to Scott, he actually calls the FBI because he is an inside man, mm-hmm. whose name I honestly didn't even catch. He's just an angry FBI man who does evil things. Yeah, he's just like some nameless FBI guy. Yeah, but yeah. that was good though. Actually, I actually like that because it shows that you don't need to know who the guy is to know that they're not a good guy. Yeah, no, it's pretty clear because yeah. apparently he's going to capture the uh, lab for Sunny Birch. Yes, make it even easier for him. Um, so anyway, they go out to the woods. Uh, at this point, Scott has made his escape because he has to go home to pretend like he's been home the whole time. Yeah. yeah. However, Hope Van Dyne and Hank Pym are captured uh, by a lot of FBI men out in the woods. And at this point, Ghost shows up, kills evil FBI guy. And I wrote in here uh, about evil FBI guy. Hail Hydra? Do you think he could possibly um, be Hydra? Maybe. Uh, that's kind of like a running plot. And that's kind of interesting, too, because they actually touch on about how Ghost was actually an assassin for S.H.I.E.L.D., but I think that she was an assassin for Hydra within S.H.I.E.L.D. Interesting. So it made me think for a minute if uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character oh, is, if he was Hydra. But I think that once you find out that he is not willing to cross those mm-hmm. lines, I don't think he is. Yeah, actually, the Hydra storyline got kind of put on the back burner after Cap mm-hmm. 2. Uh, it's a, it got picked up by uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, so yeah. it is going on in the background. 
Yeah, yeah. In Agents of Shield. Yeah, okay. because uh, it so was, it's still alive and well. Yeah, it's a there's a it's a it's like a shell game being mm. played by Shield and Hydra, like the remnants of Shield, mm. and Shield does come back. Was there any tidbits they dropped in Ant Man and the Wasp that relate directly to the series, or are they still trying to keep them separate for now? Um, I haven't seen anything. Okay. Uh, the last arc of Agents of Shield takes place. Um, in an in such a way that it doesn't affect the current storyline. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it it's good. Yeah, Agents of Shield is one I still need to actually dive in on. It's enjoyable. I mean, it's it is what it is. Uh, there's some episodes that are kind of like eye rolly, but overall, mm-hmm. I think it's good, mm-hmm. especially if you are actually enjoying the MCU. Yeah. 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 So, evil FBI guy dead. Randall Park still alive. So he actually takes uh, Hope and Hank Pym to the FBI jail whatever this place is, the mm-hmm. holding area. Yeah. Uh, so from there, they actually make a great escape with the help of Scott. Mm-hmm. So they all get out. Um, so this part was interesting because, so the first time they found the lab, which was, um, they had to find it. And it obviously it was engineered to be kind of like, well, Foster knew they would find the lab yeah. because they were going to create this device that would take them to the lab. Mm-hmm. And that was his plan. Mm-hmm. Ultimately it was for ghosts to capture them. So you could try and manipulate them somehow. But this time they need to find the lab again now, all of a sudden, flying ants are able to formulate arrows in the sky above them and direct them to the lab. Well, it's like a, it was like a swarm of insects. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was probably flying ants. But, but um, why Why did the flying ants, why were they able to do well, it? Well, it's uh, the same way that birds can tell uh, things. They, they've done this with birds before, actually. Yeah. Because what it is, is like their internal compass uh, is um, set to north. But what you can do is you can change that compass to be a location and they've done this with birds where birds can mm. always find their way back to a specific but location is it because the lab was big again no it's just like it's, it? a, it's a tracker that is probably emitting some kind of pulse or some kind of signal okay. that, that, so, that that messes their internal compass up to go straight for that but did they mention that they had in, installed some sort of tracker yeah, yeah he in did it? yeah he said it's a new tracker oh yeah, it was like a I one. That. Oh yeah, it was just a. He just like yeah, yeah. Since once we got the thing back, I quickly added yeah. a new tracking. Device. I completely missed that. Yeah. yeah. So flying ants lead them to the lab again, where yeah. where Foster and Ghost are. Uh, so they're trying to get into their quantum realm entry doorway thing that they've built, yeah. and uh, to find Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. So again, both teams kind of chasing the same goal here, which is very strange. Yeah. Well, Ghost wants it because she wants to siphon out Janet's energy. Right. Which they mentioned, no, oh, could kill her yeah. or not. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. So anyway, they find the lab uh, through some misdirection. They actually are able to get a hold of it again, uh, yep. as, as well as uh, the remote for it, which makes it grow bigger, smaller. Yes. Yeah. So they're able to get a hold of both again. There's a really cool chase scene here. This is kind of... Couple chase scenes. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the most action in the movie, really, is, is these chase scenes. And it's all throughout san francisco really cool scene yeah they're 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 growing small in the van that they're riding in and, and flipping cars over by growing large again and it's just yeah. very very cool scene so they did a really good job of it uh driving all over san francisco causing a lot of destruction yep yep yep. Uh, they Those showcase some cool areas there they showcase um well, let's see well they showcase the docks which is yeah, the pier, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh which is pretty cool so just like a couple of nice areas of street yeah. Well, it's the windy one that I said that I went down. Is that part of the boulevard or? Yeah. Oh, why can't I remember? Lombard Street. Yeah. Yeah, Lombard Street. So yeah. they showed that. But it looks very good. CG'd out, but it was just cool that it was, it was in cool. There. Yeah. 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 So shout out to San Francisco locations. So at this point, though, they're battling. Uh, Scott Lang, his suit is on the fritz again. So he's growing big, growing small. 
Yeah. Well, he's using. Is he still using the backup suit? He's still using the backup suit. Yeah. 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 There's. There's. That's a constant theme in this one. Is that the suit constantly is having issues? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the way that it culminates earlier in the movie is they're in the school. He and the wasp and are trying to get the trophy that that has the original suit. suit, Yeah. Because they need a component from that to find the lab. Yeah. And then his suit malfunctions when he's in the school, and he basically becomes the size of like a first grader. Yeah. And. So he's running around with a bunch of lost and found attire on. He's wearing on. this hoodie that's way yeah, too long. Way too large for him. Yeah. So it's super funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, really good scene. So anyway, it malfunctions and he grows extremely large uh, and is able to chase down the ferry where um, uh, Sonny, Sonny Birch had gotten a hold of the lab. The lab, yeah. Yeah, and he just picks it off him and, on, uh, on the ferry. And it deals with the whole, uh, if you're that big, how taxing is that on your body? Yes. Yeah, they mentioned that. Yeah. So, because he gets really tired, right? Yeah. And he, like, passes out. Well, because you think about um, the amount of energy you have to consume to be able to function a human body at that right. size. Right, uh, And it's kind of funny, though, because if you think about... Um, uh, Kyrgyzstan did a really cool thing about how if an elephant was too big mm. or if a mouse was too small, like, how their bodies would stop functioning. And if you are got a creature that's too big for the way that it's supposed to operate, it will explode. Weird. Uh, yeah, because this is the way that your the, that energy works in, the, in a biological uh, that's wild. system. Yeah, that's wild. Well, I guess yeah. that's true because I mean, energy, no matter where it's coming from, is always measured in joules. It's always the same unit of measurement. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you increase its size, like that's why creatures only grow to be a certain size. Yeah. Because of gravity and all sure. of the other factors that sure. that kind of oversee life on the planet. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting thing to see in the movie. They don't go that detailed yeah. into it. Yeah. But uh, as a quick plug, yeah, Kyrgyzstan, if you haven't watched it yet, it's on YouTube. Go watch their videos. They're awesome. That'll be the plot of Jurassic Park 3. They do such a good... They cover so many World things. 3. They cover... Have Exploding you, dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> if you've not seen that those videos, you should watch them. They're, yeah, I will. That sounds they're cool. They're really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Man. The science videos blow my mind, man. Oh, these ones are so well done. Yeah, did you ever see the double slit experiment? Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll let you do a science section on one of these, and we'll talk about a couple of these. Might not be a bad idea. Yeah, because I'd love to talk about the double slit experiment. Let us know. It's let us know if, if if you're interested in, in sciencey geek yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. we'll give you all the contact information in a minute here. It's yeah. really good, really yeah. easy to use. Yeah, uh, lots of repeat nouns and shit. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's not not false. Yeah. So at this point, uh, they've gotten a hold of the lab. They get back into the labs. This is the final showdown between uh, Foster and Ghost, and then the three heroes. Uh, Hank actually opts to go into the quantum realm yep. in his submarine thing. Yeah. And, yeah. In the shrinking sub, dude. Where... When, they, when he did find Janet, though. Like she looked so badass, like she looked extremely cool. Oh yeah, her uh, she had her like the suit. cloak and yeah. like the whatever this weapon was that she had. It looked like a bow of some sort or like a double-ended blade. It was so cool looking. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did you notice what she was holding? Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. Anyway, I, I noticed the wings that were like very cool intro to yeah. uh, Janet Van Dyne. So I was yeah. I was very impressed with that. So they do make it out. Uh, Ghost is temporarily defeated, and then. Uh, Janet Van Dyne uses some sort of. She transfers a uh, um, quantum energy because she like okay. a lot of her at this point we find out is been changed, mm. um, and like she has like a lot of the memories of what she was before. So she may not even really be Janet Van Dyne. She might just be like the a ghost of uh, her. I see. But she's That's like infused with quantum energy. Yeah, and uh, she does transfer some of that to ghost. But she and... looks like a human woman. Yeah, yeah, and she's got the memories. She's had a bit of work done. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's good. Yeah. Though. So good. Uh, I'm I'm so curious about all the ways this is. Hopefully, some of this stuff will manifest in the near future, uh, coming into like Avengers Four, and hopefully, how some of these characters start coming back. Well, I mean, it's good, and uh, it's probably worth mentioning the after credit sequence because mm -hmm. um, we have what happens what ends up being uh ant-man goes into the quantum realm mm -hmm. temporarily to uh fill up a um device with quantum energy yes, to give to ghosts yeah, yeah well they want to give it to ghosts though oh. right because ghost needs to constantly get yeah sustain okay yeah but i mean uh so when he's in there getting it uh that is when as soon as he's done collecting he's like all right guys let's let's go out and it pans it shows us outside again and they're all uh dust in the wind yeah, yeah so he is stuck in the quantum realm so yeah so this is janet van dyne hope van dyne hank pym all a part of the calling yep so part of the calling. they're all dead they got thanos yeah, yeah they got thanos so it happens so that's where ant-man was yeah. uh during those movies yeah but i mean ultimately i think ant-man could have been part of the fighting i i get the i get the distinct feeling that nobody called him I think that I think it's as simple as that. I think I think it's true. Yeah, no one called him. Nobody thought to call him, yeah. and then and then even afterward, uh, somebody's gonna need to pull well, him. To out. them, he's just he's like a regular guy, and the suit was his thing. Yeah, right. Because, but he was on house arrest, yeah, so because, they probably so they, thought that yeah. he couldn't really help. Well, they also didn't call Hawkeye, or they did, and he was like, Screw "Well, we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't know yeah. what was up with Hawkeye." Yeah. So one thing they did close the loop on here in terms of plot holes was uh, what happened. In Captain America, because at this time in Captain in Captain America's Civil War, at this time Ant Man and the Wasp should have already been working together, and yet the Wasp was not in there. So, and they kind of yes, addressed this, and they that, did. yeah, so they that basically uh, Scott did not tell Hope that he was going to Germany to fight alongside Captain America. Yeah, well, the thing was that they approached him, and the reason why he didn't want to tell her is because he didn't want her to potentially get sucked into this. Yeah, a, a very illegal thing they were doing. Right. Right. So, yeah, he was kind of trying to protect her. Yeah, because at which... this point, they were already in violation of the Sokovia Accord, so he became in violation of that when he went. Yeah, and I, and I do like it. She says, it's like, if I was there, you probably at least wouldn't have ended up in jail. Yeah, yeah, it was a good line. It was yeah. a good line. But it's true. Chances are that he wouldn't have. Yeah, they so. would, she would have uh, gotten him out in time. Yeah, yeah he would, she could have shrunk him down and just carried him out. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he missed out. Yeah. Well... Too bad. Too bad. So he spent two years in house arrest. Um... Yeah, so I thought they did a good job on this overall. Um, I'm really curious to see how the details from this manifest in further films coming up in the MCU. Yeah. So be interesting to see. I think, um, man, if anything, this film really highlights more than anything that, man, they really chose the right people for these roles. Yeah, so. that wasn't really obvious in the first movie. Yeah. But in this movie, it was a lot better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like, this... Uh, shows if anything this shows you that you can screw up at first mm -hmm. and you can save a project yeah yeah um because i think that this was a, a very good iteration on it it was nice to seeing something that was a little bit more concentrated as mm -hmm. opposed to a lot of these mcus have gone very large in scope this right. is very um concentrated in scope they had one particular task they were trying to do throughout the entire movie yeah and they achieved it Man, and Michael Douglas really knocked it out of the park, too. I thought he did just awesome. Yeah. He was so good. Yeah. So, yeah, it was extremely entertaining the whole time. Um, yeah, but I think that's about it. So, again, in, in terms of scope, it was a lot smaller. There wasn't a whole lot of sort of details in there to kind of touch on after that. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of, like, Easter eggs and stuff, too. I couldn't really think of anything offhand other than just the mentions of other Marvel characters like Captain America 
any events yep. of Civil War. <laughs> calling him Cap. Yeah, calling yeah. him Cap, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a little Easter egg at the very, very end, the, the post credit scene then with, uh, I don't know if it was Anton. Was it supposed to be Anton? I'm not sure which because a lot of the ants got killed yeah, by seagulls. So, but it was it was the large ant that was standing in for Scott yeah. wearing his ankle bracelet when yeah. Scott wasn't in the house, and the ant was playing the drums. Yeah, and then, and then they showed the TV. They panned the TV up there, and it showed a test pattern. So the ants completely, yeah, has no idea that the world is ending. Basically, or yeah, half, half of all life on Earth just ended. Yeah, so. the ant is oblivious, playing playing. Electric yeah, drums. So it was a bit of a it was a bit of a troll at the very yeah, end. Yeah, they're like, oh, Ant Man and the Wasp will return? Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. So yeah, really, really yeah. good ending. And that's basically it for Ronin Geek Podcast episode eleven. Uh, you can get a hold of us at roninggeek.com at gmail.com. So that that is Rob's favorite email address ever. Uh, you can also get a hold of us via Facebook. You can get a hold of us uh, in no other way because those are the only two ways. But you can also find us at roninggeek.com. So it's a website and I also post Bobcat. Po- I'm sorry. Bobcat? Po- yeah, I, I, I post Bobcat notes on there. Bobcat notes? Yeah, Bobcat notes. I was saying like, uh, like, uh, Pog, like Pogcast. Pogcast yeah, like notes? We could throw That's Pogs. Amazing. People don't know about getting Pog slammed. All right, People these just, days, yeah, they don't even just, know. Yeah, let's just move on from um, that. And then you can also check out our Ronin Geek Facebook page. Yeah. And then we are on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, and soon Spotify. So yes. still working on that. Yeah. So, all righty. Thank you so much for tuning in. And this is Alex signing off. And Rob, thanks. It was fun. Bye bye. See ya.